All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we had the biggest honor of interviewing Mary Beth Chapman and her husband, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Take a seat, buckle your seatbelts, because this one was a ride. I 49 number ones. If you've ever turned on the radio or heard a song, you've probably heard of one of Stephen Curtis Chapman's songs. Yes, and I love that it's Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, we talk about how that came to be. But we also sit down with his wife, Mary Beth, and the two of them <laughs> are I, amazing. I aspire <laughs> to be them, to be honest with you. Their they banter, so. their dynamic, <laughs> their sauce is hysterical but their love through it all is really i actually profound. think they are us i would i would we like are them so. so this was a fun thing stephen curtis and i connected through uh kind of a mission organization that my brother runs we sat down for breakfast and i learned that in the chapman family sean johnson is a name that they've circulated because they have a daughter with the initials sj yeah so they used to call the daughter the real sj and yep. this sj the fake sj so anyway that was kind of a fun uh blending point we talk about that we also talk about their organization the show hope organization mm -hmm. which helps families um through the adoption process in a lot of different ways and so if you want to learn more about that we'll link it we'll also link stephen curtis's latest album that just rolled out it's called still it just came out like this week yeah Wait, it just came out. It just came out. Wait, no, it's out just now. Yeah. That's huge. Go it get it. <laughs> um, we talked through so many different topics. They have so much wisdom, so much insight about the roller coasters of marriage and life and how they overcame massive struggles and hardship and Tragedy. loss. Um, truly, an honor to talk to them. And one of my favorite topics, if you care, is we discuss the concept of what does it look like to be ambitious mm -hmm 
as a Christian artist. Um, I loved his take on it. Anyway, if you want to find out more about Stephen Curtis Chapman, his wife, Mary Beth, uh, his latest album called Still, his organization called Show Hope Organization, we'll link it all down below. Thank you, Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth, for sitting down with us. This was a real treat, and we hope you enjoy it. Let's roll into it. Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth Chapman. This is an honor. Thank you for joining us. Thanks you for having are us. Very welcome. This is so fun. Honor is ours. <laughs> big, big fans of, you know, all you both do, you know, watched you, you know, snap many, <laughs> many <laughs> three, I three, three, three I watched, I saw all three snaps. I mean yeah. they were iconic. Wow. Sorry. Iconic. Just, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't even know this, the answer to this question. How, like, in an average game, how mm. many balls would you snap? Like four? Well, thank you for making this interview about me, Sean. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what I was really. Because yeah. really, it uh, is uh, all about you. This is the Andrew Wait. East hour. Yeah. Welcome. Thank this you. is your life. <laughs> Isn't it to a certain extent you don't want to be on the field? No, because when, I, when I'm I'm doing field goals and and extra points too. So, mm. yeah. so I'd say ten plays a game though. Okay. But that's beside the point. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Stephen and I, can I just call you Stephen? Please. This is, this is the most Please first names brother. I think yes. we've ever yeah. had on our show. So that's exciting. Yeah. Is, is Curtis Please. your middle name? Yes. Curtis okay. is my middle name. Okay. Pause. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a whole story <laughs> okay. on that. If you want to know, you know, yes. I can tell you. But because why Stephen Curtis Chapman? Because I... I, it always sounds like he's in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Get in yeah. here. Your middle names. I mean, we all know that's why, you know, God gives you middle names is so you can know, okay, I'm getting really close to the line. Cause uh -huh. you hear all three <laughs> names. Steve Curtis Chapman. Um, I was, yes, I was Steve Chapman for, you know, as long as I was, you know, out of trouble for the better part of, I guess about 22 years or something, 20 years. And then I moved to Nashville, started writing songs, started, you know, getting, uh, involved in the, the music business and my publisher and would be record label kind of sat me down and said, look, there's another Steve Chapman. There's a Steve and Annie Chapman who actually still, I think still do music, um, together kind of husband and wife. And, um, they it's, they're getting, con there's confusion because they hear Steve Chapman and they assume it's Steve. And then when I start talking about my wife, Mary Beth, and these guys had like a marriage ministry kind of thing. So it's like, what happened to Annie? You know, <laughs> oh, did you guys, you know, did that, <laughs> he's talking about Mary Beth now. What's that? It just got really confusing. So they said, we well, got to do something to, to differentiate yourself from this other guy. And so it literally, it was like, do you want to, you got to change your name. And wow. so that's a weird thing. Cause I am as, you know, hillbilly country yeah. boy. It's like trying to, you know, make something out of this. So it's like, Curtis, we could call you Curtis, and somehow that sounded like a. I need to be an R and B singer or something, yeah. you know, Curtis Chapman, <laughs> you know, smooth jazz. So I was like, that doesn't fit. So well, we can call you, you know, just you know, Stephen. Is that enough different, Stephen Chapman? It's like, no, they're still going to get confused. So here we are. The most natural thing I could come up with was Stephen Curtis. I'll just use my whole name, Stephen Curtis Chapman. It's a lot, it's a mouthful, and at the time, I didn't think through. Will I ever be signing autographs someday? Oh, Which my. now I've signed long, many, many Stephen Curtis Chapman. I'm like, why didn't I go with Toby Mac or <laughs> yeah. Carmen or something? You know, <laughs> super simple. Just to clarify, is your is Stephen like your born God given name? Yes. Okay. Yes. I wasn't sure if like you just added an N no, just no, because no. you needed a different name. No. Okay. No. no, it was Stephen with a V, and okay. even that's confusing because. 
most of the time, more often than not, when we'll drive up to a marquee, I'm like, all they marquee have to do is uh, uh, on, on a concert, <laughs> yeah, you know, marquee. tonight in concert. Ph. Steven, S T E P H E. Really? Curtis. It's so funny. Wow. And I'm like, for whatever reason, that's the default. People want to go. I would say, pH. I don't think I would ever spell Stephen with a PH. Yeah. I would say Stephen. I'd say. Yeah, that, that would, that's how Thank I you. would. I don't know, yeah. but for whatever reason, people want to. May, they figure it's more proper or something. I don't, I don't know. know. But did you ever go yeah. by Mary Chapman? I, I know by Beth. So really? my, my family still they still call me Beth. Okay. Bethy. 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 Yeah. So speaking of of names, one of the things that Stephen and I talked about at breakfast was SJ. Yes. Because yes. I know there's some history in your family with yes. with SJ, and yes. maybe like you know we got some the name, some, not some turf wars here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is about you. Well, it I is. <laughs> so really, it is today. It's going to be all about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're shifting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have gymna- you have gymnastics yes. in the family. Yeah. So the yeah. So that that's a odd connection with you all yeah. is um you know our local gym here let it shine gymnastics our oldest daughter whoop whoop, whoop shout out <laughs> shout out <laughs> you're welcome tanner yes. um you know shout out uh but our 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 youngest stevie joy <coughs> chapman named mm. after her dad steve with a y it's not ie just you know, mm. um started as a little you know she's from you know she's adopted from china and we started her in gym gymnastics when she was four and right out of the gate um Tim and Tanner, you know, just mm-hmm. really recognized, you know, she's going to be a little power packed. You know, she's all of four foot eight yeah. today, you know, full grown. So she went all the way up through level eight and um, wow. then came to us one day and said, you know what, this is a lot and I want to shift and do co-ed, all the stunting co-ed oh, cheer stuff. That's awesome. And so she shifted and started training to do that. But so her brothers, all her growing up and all of her competitions and, you know, all of the stuff used to call her, you know what, you're the real SJ because it was about the time I love you that. were having all of your success. And so, so Will Fran- I think it was Will Franklin that coined the phrase, you're the real yeah. SJ. So forever oh, we called her, like we literally <laughs> called her the real SJ. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's yes. awesome. And never what ever in a million years thinking we'd ever meet you yeah. and get to I'm tell you that to, story. But it's like, I'm, yeah. Because I'm trying to put it together, like how old the, yeah. the, the Olympics year that was your 2008 big year was 2008 and so that was yeah that was was when she was right in the heart of her gymnastics you know she would would have been you know five six so she you know just walk you know just all the little girls that just watch and say i want to do that someday yes that you've inspired and she was one of them and so then to get to call her the real you know her brother's going yeah you're the real sj you know we'd go to these little competitions and you know we'll be like get out there you're the real sj show them show them who's the real sj yeah Yeah. that's (laughs) awesome i I love that yeah I will say something that I just heard too. The Stevie Joe Joy, naming, Joy. Joy. Yes. Um, naming her after you. We yes. did the same thing with our daughter. Oh, really? So, Andrew on, and our daughter is Drew. Yes, so, see, isn't that we the love sweetest? It. I love the um, idea of naming a daughter after her daddy is like the it's, sweetest it's thing the to me. Yes. It's the best. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I love so. it. And her friends now, everyone yes. at Alabama calls her for Steve. whatever reason, Steve. they all call her Steve. They, that's that is awesome. Yeah, so everybody's like, hey, Steve, I, you know, yeah, on like the team, Steve. on her on her cheer team, <laughs> and all of her friends. It's gotten shortened to Steve. I love that. Like, yeah. So she's yeah. Steve at Alabama. And, a strong um, name. And uh, our son is also named after, we named Caleb, Caleb Stevenson for Stevens 
son. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's, our, he's our first son, but nice. he cool? didn't quite understand it all. And so when he was growing up, he loved <laughs> the name. Right. He loved the name Elvis. He used to talk all the time about <laughs> he had an African Dad. gray parrot. Well, he named actually Elvis for did, a while. Yeah. had an African gray parrot named Elvis eventually. Wow. But he always Big talked mistake. about naming one of his <laughs> sons Elvis. Never do that. But yeah, he, he said, "I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name my my first son. I'm gonna name him Elvis Calebson." Did he? And I'm like, that doesn't work. Calebson. No, Stevenson just works as Stevenson. Calebson doesn't work. Yeah. Well, it could. I'm like, yeah, I guess you you (laughs) could. No, he named him Noble. He has a son named Noble Uh, Day. So anyways, but yeah. How long have you two been together? 30, almost 38 years. Yeah. uh, Married um, October 13th. Found it. Wow. Um, Fist bump. Still fist bumping out. Nine years um, together. We met. And married um, quick. Yeah, we met wow. in the yeah. fall of '83 uh, at in Anderson. We got married Indiana. in the fall of '84. Met at our mailbox because some we've told the story many Talking times, but names. you may as may not know this. We actually shared a mailbox in college because her maiden name was Chapman. She was Mary Beth Chapman when I met wow. her. Wow, and that's kind of how we met. And wow. um, we met that weird at a mailbox. Yeah, not too weird in Kentucky, but yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Kentucky. I was like. <laughs> dude, that, well, we should get married. We got the same last name. Yeah, we probably should, got it should go real it should Uncle go super Daddy super easy. It should yeah. be super easy. Not wow. but hey, here yes. we are. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how we met. We had the same same last name. Mm-hmm. Sounds like things are kind of getting serious between you two though, you know? Thirty yeah. some years in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, we're you know, <laughs> we're we got we think we think this might we might be in this for the long haul. We just, just gave him the blankest stare. Yeah, he's, like, like, he's like, What are you what? talking about? What is, he about? is this guy joking? Yeah. Serious with us? <laughs> yeah. I think. With um, in your guys' relationship, <clears throat> music, you've been doing it for thirty five years. So did that start around the same time that you guys were together? Yeah, I, well I grew up playing music, um a real musical world. Mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't know what <laughs> Freaking March Madness was still the first not acceptable. Year, I know, it's totally not, unacceptable. Look, I get my man card out now. We can just tear it up into little pieces. Um, I didn't know March Madness. I didn't know much about sports. I am very sorry um, to both of you, but I would have been huge fans of both of you <laughs> yeah. had I watched sports because you're just both awesome. I'd have been your people. favorite long. I would have been your favorite. Yeah, you would have been my favorite. I would have had your your card uh, football card did they make football cards no. i had baseball cards okay see i didn't even know that <laughs> i would have had your jersey with you with with east on the back and say yeah that's my man but i was very musical uh world that i grew up in and came to uh work after i graduated from high school here in nashville at a place called opryland usa oh, yes. you guys remember opryland oh, y'all yes. know it wow. it was a little amusement park built around the grand Ole opry and that was uh so I really, I wanted to do music. That was kind of my dream because I'd played music all growing up, sang in church with my family. My dad's a great musician. My brother was the real singer, actually, growing up. I was kind of his backup guy, guitar player, and sang kind of duet sort of with him. Um, but then got a job at Opryland um, working here in a country music show and uh, got to sing on the Grand Ole Opry when I was 19 years old. So, I mean, it was kind of music was, you know, my love, but I actually went to college, started out as a pre-med major because my dad, who was a That's musician, said, funny. yeah, it is very funny now, knowing I'll what we know. i commentator. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, really. You can just, you can just, you know, 
punch in the jabs where <laughs> yeah. you need to. But no, I, my dad told me because he had basically done music. He he had a little music store. He still does actually in Paducah, Kentucky, where I grew up. Chapman Music and um, teaching guitar lessons. And he said, "Son, it's really hard to feed a family playing a guitar." It's basically, I remember the conversation. He said, "Go to college, get a real job." You can always dabble in music, whatever. And so I went to college um, and signed, you know, what do you want to major in? I was like, real job, doctor. That's a real job. I'll be that. What do you do? Oh, pre-med. Okay. So I was a pre-med major for like, well, probably about one semester, but really about two weeks. And I realized <laughs> I do not have what it takes to do this. So I changed the music, found uh, through crazy circumstances and God really just kind of directing and orchestrating uh, an amazing path, I ended up connecting with a guy named Bill Gaither who wrote all the songs wow. I grew up singing in church with my family. He was like, you know, kind of modern day hymn, hymn writer for the church I grew up in. And uh, he and his wife, Gloria, um, my music got sort of crossed paths with Bill and Gloria Gaither. They were in Indiana uh, in Anderson, well, in Alexandria, Indiana, but they had a little music program in a school called Anderson College that I'd never even heard of, but that's where I wanted to go. So I transferred, went to Anderson, Indiana. I was writing songs. I got a little publishing contract, started writing songs for people. And that is enter the love of my life, the vision of beauty walking across campus that I'd never seen before, a couple of years behind me in school. And I was like, whoa, who is that lovely young lady? And uh, met her, shared a mailbox, said, I want to know everything I can about this amazing woman. So I asked her on a date. I took her to Red Lobster. Red yeah. Lobster. That no was, way. That was as big time Popcorn, as you could go. shrimp, and cheese biscuits. Baby, that's the recipe for love right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, my gosh. That's Anderson's <clears throat> finest restaurant. So Yeah. So that's where it began. Everyone knows that finding the perfect T-shirt with, like, the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu. Select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. How'd yeah. the first day go, Mary Beth? Oh, did, did oh, really? You, Do we have to tell this? I don't know. I don't know the story. No, I'm glad in. I asked. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It, the first date, he was two hours late. <gasps> oh, my. What? Yeah, oh, you would do the same thing. No, hey, hey yes, <laughs> dude, there is a great explanation. The, the, I was yeah, not just blowing this you, off. You know, trust me. After he says, story, trust the, me, the short, vision of beauty. The short yes. story is he's two hours late. Why? Wow. You, know, you have <laughs> to remember, fair. We, we are okay. We are dinosaurs, so we're we're you know we're talking back in the day of 
no cell phone. Yep. Nope. No internet. Yep. No texting. No any hey of that. Right. It's you know we had a been my only phone option. in the dorm hall. Right. So it's not like he can get up and go. Hey, I'm going to go call and say hey, I'm I'm yeah. late. He, Where was he, I? He, you were doing a concert. I should have known. It should have been for yes. <laughs> the foretaste of what was going to be the next thirty five years um, of kind of being a little late and not on schedule, but. He was doing a concert, and it was at like it was the little promo band he was playing in for Anderson, and you were at College. like some. It was a veterans dinner. Veterans dinner, and uh, you know, and we're supposed to sing at every, the end. At the end, one person got and these up. These guys start telling all the stories. war stories. Got and it's like and the clock late. just, the clock just going, kept going and going. And, kept and going. I have no cell phone, no way to go. I'm not gonna. I can't leave because we haven't sung yet. Can't blow so this he, off. Yeah. And I'm like, this is over. She's gonna hate me. Um, I'm gonna be so late and. I, I well, go ahead and tell him what you did. And I beelined out. Can I tell this part, or do you want to tell it? Because <laughs> I knew I had one shot. Look, you this told is your boys not to. This do. is this truly. You'd have to know, kind of my my mo. But like, I'm thinking, there's no way. I mean, I'm probably she's probably gonna be like this guy is a flake. He's not, you know, whatever. And I was very, very at this point enamored with this young lady. And I was like, I got one shot. I'm late. I'm gonna walk in here. I'm going to try to explain, you know, what happened, but I'm going to just plant the best kiss I've got on this wow. girl See, right out of the you gate. Don't teach your boys I walked in the door. There like she was. Now, we had, we had to be really fair, at least my in my defense. Yeah, I'm making you wasn't, worse than it, it was. It wasn't like, hey, my name's Steve. Can I take you on a date? It, we, we had, had spent, spent a lot of time together. Uh, we had gone to class, walk into class. I mean, trust me, I was. I was everywhere I could be to kind of intersect with her and Your kids see call her that stalking, stalking, but <laughs> yes. it was pursuing. I was pursuing her is the, what it was. Yeah. And, um, so we had spent time together. This was just our first official date. So I show up two hours late and I'm like, dang it, I'm going for it. It's either going to be the end, but if, if, you know, go big or go home. And I'm like, this is my chance. So I did. I, I just like, I've kissed her right out of the okay, gate. I'm like, I'm so part. sorry. You hung out for two hours though. I did. And I, you know, I try to think about what I did. I don't know if I left and came back. Well, here's the other funny part is we, it was a very conservative Christian school. So it was very rare that guys were allowed in girls dorms and vice versa. It happened to be that weekend. It was open, open dorm for our dorm. And like, we had the one foot on the floor rule, you know, it was just like all the dumb stuff that happened back in the eighties. You can still get into some serious trouble. They think that's going to like, you know, know. whatever, get into trouble. (laughs) He's just like, yeah. Creative, you know. (laughs) Anyhow, uh, my roommate and I, I grew up in a family of a lot of practical joking, a lot of just having fun, harmless fun. And she and I had gone to, um, I think it was called, was it Decker? Decker Hall? Decker Hall, yeah. And we borrowed a <laughs> no parking anytime sign that was in this huge cement base. And we had drug it, put it in my green Ford Pinto and brought it back to our room and <laughs> sat it between our beds because we thought this would be great room decor. And so that wow. was, he had never been, you know, in my room. And so that's like between our two beds. He comes in, yeah, gives me a nice kiss. And then he, he's like... Where'd you, Where'd get, you that? get that? I'm like, yeah, Dundee and I got this from the Decker Hall where, you know, in this great room decor. He goes, that's, that's, that's stealing. You gotta put that back. You know, uh, <laughs> it's just like, it, that kind of just set the course yeah. of he and I. It's like, what? Like, you what? Gotta, I'm like, I'm gonna put, put, you're it, gonna back. Get in I'll put it back next spring you're when I'm get in trouble. Out. You could get in trouble. You gotta put that back. I should have uh, known right then. Yeah. I'm, but 
Anyways, a criminal, but it's, it's gonna be a good. It seems like you and I have similar disposition. But oh my Sean God. is like anytime I even just inch over the line of yeah. what's acceptable, she's like, "Oh, this is not okay." And she'll call me out on it, be very vocal. I'm like, "Hey, we're just here for a good time, man." Yeah, rule follower. Yes, yeah. our RSJ rule follower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yep. not gonna gymnast thing. It is. It's yeah, a, yeah, oh, yeah right. Like is. a real precise. A it's life or death in gymnastics that yeah, way. That's right. Exactly. You follow that's the right. rules. Yes, yeah, you're totally. Right. You follow the rules. I am curious though, as far as your relationship goes. <clears throat> I, I don't know how to ask that question, but like your music trajectory had to have taken off well into like your relationship. Mm-hmm. And that comes with a lot of like peaks and valleys to it. Yes. And same with a relationship though. Like you guys were just starting to get to know each other, just starting to date, engaged, married. How did the music life affect your guys' relationship? <laughs> really? it, well wonderfully and terribly because yeah, obviously yeah. it provided you we know, did it has, all right like yeah sim- it yeah. was all everything together because we yeah. got so i was um 18 when i met him shortly turned 19 married when i was 19 mm-hmm. and you were 21 and i just turned 21 when emily was born mm-hmm. so like so yeah. you see like the kid thing started yeah. and the marriage thing started, and we were kids ourselves yeah, thinking it's just going to be all hunky-dory because our names were the same or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, <laughs> then he was also becoming Stephen Curtis mm-hmm. Chapman all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would I would say around, you know, the, the development of all of that, your fir- first record was supposed to come out in 86 when that was when Emily was born and we had that fire from our oh, apartment, yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, yes. we just, we did mm-hmm. have a lot of peaks and valleys, but it was all going on at the same time. So it was, it's hard to remember a lot of it because we probably blocked a lot of it out. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, trauma is like just, but just literally. Blood. But no, I think we, we, one of the things I'm very, very thankful for, and we have said this over the years, is that we grew and kind of built a, this together mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like i'm doing this and had ever any question is she kind of digging me because you know i'm like you know got something going on here i had nothing going on i was a student <laughs> yeah. and was i mean i was writing songs i think maybe when we met i had a song recorded had the i think the the think imperials maybe, maybe my first cut or something had happened and i bought her engagement ring with the royalty check from a sandy patty uh, cut. Still the same one. Um, yes, wow. there it is. That's amazing. All, what eight hundred bucks of it, I think, and spent my whole wow. royalty check. So I mean, it, and that was just the beginning. But as far as doing music myself, so when we first met, it was really my I was going just trying to pursue being a songwriter for other people, mm-hmm. and and when so my first um, when I got to make my first record, you know, first record deal. All of that stuff, we just did all of it together. Mm-hmm. Um, every phone call, every, hey, uh, this looks like this might happen. You know, we're celebrating together. We're, you know, the the, the tears, you know, we're crying. Oh, that fell through. That didn't happen. So um, I think one of the my most vivid memories was um, when I first, so I had my first record. And, um, and we were very, I mean, I, I was very, uh, my expectations were very low out of the gate like i i really believe i can provide for my family i can put food on the table doing this but it's not going to be a big deal it's Mm -hmm. not gonna you know be i'm not a you know there were just humble 
expectations, even from the record label, even the people that were working with me. It wasn't like, man, you're going to be the next big thing. It was just kind of, hey, there's something special mm -hmm. when you sing your songs, you know, not going to set the woods on fire, you know, whatever, but it's, I think you can do this and have some success enough to, you know, provide for your family and be your job. And so she would sit on the, the edge of our bed in our little tiny house and our first, uh, first house in Laverne, Tennessee. And, um, wow. we bought, we bought, bought that house for $46,000 or something like that. And, um, she would literally call from our bedroom. I remember seeing her sit and she'd get all of her papers out and cause she was very much from day one, the administrative one, the one that's like, has all that going on. I'm the creative guy over here kind of floating around in never, never land. And she would call and say, hi, this is Mary Beth calling from the office of Stephen Curtis Chapman. Wow. Would you like to book him for a concert? She'd call churches to try to get me <clears throat> concerts. And that was her office was, you know, was our, our bedroom yep. and not even a desk. It was like sitting on the bed with all of the papers spread out. And so that's where it kind of began, mm -hmm. uh, for the two of us and, so it was all of it all at one time, which, yeah. And then fast forward to to the great yeah. adventure, which would be arguably for a lot of people who followed my music, a real, you know, kind of a launching pad of my career in a bigger way. I mean, my first record did good enough that they let me make a second record. And, um, you know, and Mary Beth in the meantime was, I mean, this is one of my favorite stories when my first record we went to I don't Sparrow. Know what say. Uh, we went to Chatsworth, oh. California, to Los Angeles, and never been to California. We were like two kids, just I'm a hillbilly, mm -hmm. got the mullet going, you know, and everything. And she's a Midwest girl, just kind of wherever this is going, let's see where it goes. And we end up in California that for me to do my first. My first flight. I think it was. I think it yeah. was my first. Yeah. Yeah, flight. Yeah, and wow. and we went to California the first time and and uh, to do my first photo shoot for my album cover. Yeah. And like photo shoot, wow, this is so cool, you know. And she had a plan. She's like, "Well, you're going to start touring. We're going to need a vehicle to tour in. You need it. We're going to need a tour bus because at that time we had, you know, her as she mentioned, green Ford Pinto, which was not a very good touring vehicle. Well, and you had your van that would panel. <clears throat> yes, I had. A, I had a van, and she said, "I'm going to go." And I have <laughs> Best watched. Plans. Oh, this was this is true story. I have watched. Price is right since I was a little girl. Stop. I can win the Camper. showcase showdown. <laughs> you know? And I bet oh. they're gonna have an R V in there. And we if I can win us a camper, an R V, that can be our first tour bus. So she went and stood in line to try to get on Price, Price is right. right while I went and did wow. my first photo it shoot. Work, but it didn't work. It didn't work. We didn't get the camper. But I believed but you in tried, you, babe. Babe. you tried. Amazing. You went for it. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? Who's that more ambitious out of the two of you? Because it sounds like you're the one that kind of puts the pieces. Um, in. I th well, I think sometimes I think we're both pretty ambitious and di probably in real different, unique skill sets. So yeah. that yeah. can because there's ambition on both personalities. That's what can create, I think, some of the holy headlock <laughs> instead yes. of holy yeah. wedlock yes. stuff. That yes. you know the dynamic, but um, but yeah. You're saying you guys like have argued over the past. Oh. Yeah. Five, six times yeah. at least. Yeah. Maybe seven. Maybe seven. Thousand. No. Yeah. Million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much out of the gate. It was, oh, wow. wow. It's going to be a lot harder than wow. I thought. This, this is going to be a long life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and so it's going to be awesome. I can't tell if you're kidding or not. No, the good news. No, 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 no. We have had, yeah, it's been 
it's been, you know, it's been a lot. And there's been times of deep, deep angst and I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the long nights and the, you know, we had, by the time I was 26, all three of the natural children, we call our children mm-hmm. natural and supernatural because we have some with through I adoption. That. So that's supernatural and then natural. But our biological children, uh, Emily, Caleb, and Will were all here by the time I was 25, maybe wow. 26. Mm. You know, he's singing, I will be here, but he's never home. You know, you're, yeah, you're there, <laughs> but you're not here. You're not really here. But, you know, the all of the, you know, all of the kind of success, all of the all eyes, all the all the accolades and stuff. And that's really hard when you're a young mom and young husband and trying to, you know, you know, split the time and, you know, be dad and be husband and be who you need to be and then continue the upward momentum as long as that is going to happen. So it, it, you know, and, and a lot of stuff that we brought into the marriage that you don't think you're bringing in that, you know, all of a sudden you end up in a bunch of counselor's office. I think we've built wings on it just about if you can if you name a counselor i can probably i'll probably go i know them (laughs) (laughs) i've had had a listening mat oh i've had those that that placard of words that i'm supposed to pick from and yeah all the different things yeah how are you really these words all of all of the things you know to to try to help keep us together and keep us sane and you know i brought a lot of emotional stuff into the marriage and you know you know, found early on that I was probably suffering with some clinical depression, and mm-hmm. then that was a whole new thing I'm dealing with. And so, you were mm-hmm. and have been very long suffering on that journey. So it's been a lot of mountaintops and a lot of a lot of deep valleys, but kind of done it all together. I feel like we kind of grew up together. Mm-hmm. Oh. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. All right, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors this week. Babe, I think we can officially tell people that we bought a new house. (laughs) The secret is out. Everyone's noticing, and let's be honest, most people already knew. I didn't want to share this news for a lot of different reasons we'll share later, but you're right. It's probably obvious enough. Um, We are getting settled in and have to thank one of our brands that's helped us get the house feeling like home, and that's Bull and Branch. Um, every single room that we had in our old house, now that we have at the content house, and now every single room in the new house, we have furnished with Bull and Branch. You guys have heard me talk about them a ton on Instagram. It's honestly in every room of our house. Bull and Branch sheets use only the best 100% organic cotton threads on earth for a superior softness that only gets more luxurious with every wash. And they look really good. They do. They come in so many different colors, textures. They have like throw pillows and blankets, duvet covers, all of it. They do place an emphasis on thread quality. So their sheets feel 
almost impossibly soft and luxurious. Feels like I'm staying at a five-star hotel when we get in bed at night, and I'm there with like a supermodel. Okay. Yeah, baby. Okay. I agree with that. Um, and they're the first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company ever. Try the sheets that will make you fall in love with the coziest season of the year. Get 15% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code EASTFAM at BowlinBranch.com. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code EASTFAM. We'll also link it down below. Let's get back to it. Without getting like too sappy from my side. <laughs> yeah. I feel like to a certain extent, I don't mean this by like age, but truly just by everything that you just said, you're literally the reason why we started the show. Aww. Because we got so tired as like a young marriage seeing all of these stories in Hollywood of, oh, it's just not the right thing. Yeah. You see people in their 60s getting divorced who have been together for years. And I feel like with everything that you guys have gone through, with starting to date when you're in college and going through the roller coaster of massive success and kids and adoption and all of these things, you guys have figured out a way to fight through it. And right. we learned very early on that marriage is very hard. Very hard. It's very hard. And you you too could just as easily say, you know, might be better for the kids, might yeah. be, you know, well, all the different things that people use as their reasonings and stuff. And again, I'm not I'm not here to judge on anybody's story, but you can also dig your heels <laughs> in and go, and we're gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah. We're gonna prove everybody wrong and continue to choose. And I mean they're <laughs> There's been days, you know, that we've, we've just went, ah, oh, this is really nice. Uh -huh. oh. But I think um, I think for all the times that we've been in counselor's office, um, principal's office, the pastor's <laughs> office, everybody's office. We've been, <laughs> we've been in all <laughs> offices. Look, it's, not, it's not been for the faint of heart. I mean, <clears throat> you know, whoever's listening to this that have helped us, thank you. But you know who yeah. you are, and there's plenty of them in this this town and out of town. We've yeah. gone out of town. Oh, yeah. we've, we've left town and <laughs> gone and got help. Um, we've, we've been a lot they've of places. Of but, I, but I think, you know, I've heard you recently saying that it really all comes down to making a decision, mm -hmm. choosing it, and staying in it, and then, you know, the scripture that says love bears all things, and I've heard mm -hmm. you say that a lot recently, where it's just like, okay, I I love you, I don't really like you right now, <laughs> but okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear with you in this, and you've certainly done that over and over. And both, I mean, both. I've tried to drive home to Ohio a ton, but yes, yeah, just had you the, tried to walk one there. time. I tried to walk one time. I remember time right at the very beginning, you got out of the car and said, "I'm just walking back to Ohio." <laughs> we were in. We were in Nashville. I was like, sweetheart, just get back in the car and we'll figure this out. Nope, I'm walking to Ohio. Yeah, that and, sounds familiar. We were on our way to Indiana once and I was like, let me out of the car. I'm going like, home. Yeah. Yes. I'm going yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. But truly, I like, was as welcoming as Stephen. <laughs> yeah. like, I okay. will say, though, like, thank you because we, again, I get so tired of like the, the false optimism of right. people being like, oh, it's. If you argue something's wrong and if it's easy or it should be easy if it's right and like all of these things yeah. and to to have people paint the picture of like reality of like it's not all sunshine and rainbows but it's worth it is truly why we started this show like we want we love those stories yeah. because marriage is awesome and hard and it's just reassuring to know that that's what it's supposed to be like right, right. Yes. i mean i just think if if i know me i mean I, I watch my I watch my four year old. I, we have two four year old granddaughters, and then 
two seven-year-old granddaughters. No, one grandson, granddaughter, and then eight and ten. And out of the gate, mm-hmm. it's a pretty obvious. You have two small children. They're they're sinners. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you we watch it. We watch these two little girls. It's like. Wow. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. sin nature is in yeah. full force and clearly in me as a as a 50 something. Um <laughs> if I mean, how are you not going to argue? Like yeah. I just I just think that's a false sense of, you know, yeah. it all has to go well or something might be really wrong. I'm like, "Oh, I think that's probably something really wrong if it's all going really well." Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Just just because it's just it is worth fighting for and I'm the chief of sinners as are you, but yeah. Put words in your mouth. Like you are, <laughs> I and um, and uh, agree. <laughs> I concur. I concede. Um, yeah. So, well, I think that is. It really is, and the thing I try to tell, a lot of times, I've found myself over the years, band members or guys I'm working yeah. in the studio, even recently, uh, a guy who's you know marriage is really struggling and and um, very tempted to you know, just kind of chuck it and just, you know, say, man, it's just, we're not, it's not right. We're not mm-hmm. compatible. We don't have the same, you know, Enneagram numbers or, you know, whatever, you know, that, that match up and all those things at that, um, you know, and I've just so many times I've said, man, again, Mary Beth and I are the first to say, I know there are circumstances and situations and, and, and things that we could never, would never want to sit in judgment or, you know, say, well, you know, this, you just, just do what we did. But I do think I just try to say so many times it is, it is worth it. it is it is really worth it. There are places that you only get to enjoy, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. climbing the mountain and the view. And there are so many times when you're like, man, I just, this is too hard, you know, and I don't even know if it's worth it to try to get any higher up this mountain you know, because it's just so hard. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm packing it in. I'm heading back, and then you hit those, you get those moments, and those moments where I mean, I've told this many times, but where we got to stand beside our first granddaughter's crib in mm. Belfast, Northern Ireland. She was born in Ireland. That's really and, cool. Yeah, in Ireland, wow. and we had, you know, we were not that far, just three or four years uh, after the loss of our youngest daughter, which was un thinkable unbearable should have destroyed most most marriages don't survive the loss of a child statistics say and we understand that we were already a big mess and then this you know comes along as kind of the fatal blow in many ways and we just you know kept holding on and kept fighting through and I just I'll never forget that moment standing there together with all of our battle scars and all of our mess that we still had and are going to have going forward and all that, but having this one just so epic moment together of looking down at this, you know, cradle and arms around each other, getting to experience this moment together. Not that there's so many different scenarios and different versions of this story where it wouldn't have, we would not have had this one, you know, amazing epic moment that we get to enjoy together. And we just sat there and stood there and, cried and wept and prayed and thanked God, you know, for that, those little moments. And that we've had so many of those along with the really awful, hard, painful ones that we don't know how we're going to survive and 
sometimes don't even know if we want to survive, you know, mm-hmm. just take me out, take me home. Jesus this is just too hard. But then, you know, those, those moments you do, you know, get those and, and they're so worth it. And that's, you know, I just try to keep preaching that to, especially the young, you know, youngins on the journey, like those moments come and you get those and they're so good. So, you know, hang in and keep hanging on, you know, through these moments that are not so good, that, that can be really hard. That's amazing. It does seem like by design, the greatest joys in life are proportionate to like the greatest valleys or like hardest times. Like, and they always, it seems like go hand in hand. It's like the childbirth process for women, not as much for us Yeah, <laughs> is brutal. And then you have the baby, right. Or like for athletes, it's training, which feels like a Valley. Like the harder you train, the deeper you go in like the Valley, the, the better you perform. And you know, you kind of experience that, joy but it's like it is i think viewing it like that has kind of encouraged me through the valleys of like all right something good is coming like i don't know it just yeah. i think re reframing that thought of like oh this is too hard to this is hard and it's gonna like it's gonna lead to something better yeah. at least has helped me but yeah. um and if we if we think for a minute mm-hmm. there's not an enemy that sees goodness and good things that you all are doing together to encourage life, encourage family, encourage togetherness. Don't think for a moment you don't have a target on your back, you know, right yeah. here on your forehead. So, you know, to, totally. like you said, to reframe it and go, oh, I, I see yeah. this. I recognize this, you know, from a mile away to go, you know, there's many, many, many nights I've laid in bed going, we well, should should have started a casino or something, you know, or just get the <laughs> really. Uh, like, why did we well, try to do all these ministry? good things? You know, the adoption work is so like, we should have, yeah. And just get the enemy off our back, you know, just to really reframe and go, Oh, mm-hmm. like you said, something good must be coming, you know, like, yeah. you know, he, he's defeated. He already knows he's defeated and he's trying so hard. So obviously it's gonna, mm-hmm. he's going to be taking all kinds of fatal blows. Um, and, to be to be able to recognize it and go okay, okay, let's call this what it is, and you know you're not my enemy, but yes. there is an enemy. But yeah. we don't do yeah. that very well. I just yeah. start throwing things at him. But <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm ducking. I'm quick. Yeah. Be quick. <laughs> I would be while we're on the subject. Would love to hear about show hope, and you know you've you've kind of alluded to it, but talk about what that's meant to you two, to your family, to healing, um, not just your family, but so many others and the joy that's been brought with that. Mm. Yeah. Well, so as I alluded, we have, uh, three natural children and three supernatural brought, Mm -hmm. brought to us through the miracle of adoption. And that was something that our Emily, um, she and I went on a trip when she was 11 years old to Haiti actually we went with Compassion International and I'm telling you all it it was it was the first time I had been to a third world country and and it was the first time she had been on a mission trip so we were we were just obviously um blown away by the need just you know the need globally however Emily at 11 years old something just well, it was the Holy Spirit, but like in an 11 year old, you're like going, that just this cannot be. But she came back just on fire for what her, like, mom and dad, we have room at our table, and there's no reason why we shouldn't be stepping into 
adoption. Wow. Like we need to adopt a sibling. And like it was a full on full on full court press. Oh, I mean, totally. we had we had our pastor come over and talk to her cuz it was like we, we were like Emily, that is a great idea and when you grow up, you and your family <laughs> can do that someday. But, you know, like that's a great idea wow. for your family cuz I was really really fearful of the process. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, just I was you so know, already thinking I was not a competent mother yeah. of the, the three I had that I just I'm like I just don't know and but we committed to pray cuz we mm-hmm. saw this spark in her eye. And we didn't want to like squash her faith of a child, but at the same time, she's eleven years old. Yeah. You know, it's what just like she and she's writing right. letters. You might be living in disobedience to God's will for your life. Wow. Like literally, we have those letters. She's she's and she's she's our theologian. So go figure that God yeah. was working right. in her heart at eleven. But we we committed to pray about it and take steps of faith. And the long and short of it, it wound us up in China in two thousand to adopt um, Shoei, our first child from china and china that's a whole long story you started in haiti and ended up in china but that was just it's a whole god a god story but um from there pretty much knew stevie joy would come home and and then a year later maria came home so three different adoptions but through the course of that it was really with the story of showy when i stood in the hallway of a hotel in china and they hand me this little girl y'all you know she it, it was it was me really understanding my deep 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 adopt adoption in Jesus Christ and mm. and the way in which he's adopted us into his mm. kingdom and they handed her to me and we have her little sweater and all of her stuff framed because it's just you know all the little mismatched knitted arm you know just just these little rags that she was in and and she was ours you know in a moment everything changed and um so I was like seeing this happen you know here's you know here's a child who now is ours and everything that's ours is hers and she's inherited into this family and she's got two little pesky brothers and a sister and we're all there and it happened you know and an hour later she's got gap pajamas on and we're in the restaurant and she's eating french fries and we're going i'm going what has happened but the whole time it was me also realizing my own adoption story and so i think by the time we got home I was pretty revved up to go, you have a platform. And, you know, that was back in, you know, 2000. And it was like, we, I know, I know my family. I know your family. I know there's going to be people who watch our story and are going to, and we're going to be able to say, we looked in the eyes. We got to visit the orphanages. And this is just China. Think about globally, you know, and think about in our own backyard, domestic, you know, all, like my mind was just going, there's children, what? There's children that need homes. And so, um, I came back with a real burning desire to help families. And so we thought, well, maybe we can use Steve's platform. What if we can help a hundred families adopt? That'd be pretty cool, you know, in honor of our own adoption. And there's a lot of families. We immediately started to hear so many people say, we would love to adopt someday. We just can't afford it Mm because 20,000, $30,000, you know, there's, you know, there are a lot of school teachers, pastors, people in ministry, you know, whatever going, that's, like a, a year's salary or something. There's no way we can do that, but someday we hope, we pray, we would love to do that. And, you know, so you got that, and you're just having walked through orphanages looking in the faces yeah, of I mean, hundreds of children waiting for a family, and you're thinking it's just money is keeping them from bringing these children home. That's crazy. And that was where my wife, being the, the glorious little firecracker that she is, said, 
we're fixing that. We can do something about that. I can write a check and help that family. And mm-hmm. so she's kind of like, well, okay, let's talk Monday. Let me get home, get my bags unpacked, <laughs> yeah. and do some laundry and get over jet lag, but let's talk. And that's, that's really how Show Hope started. I mean, so it's always fun. We really just started with adoption aid grants because nobody was really doing that back then. And then it's grown into, um, from adoption aid grants. Well, I'd love, I love this. This is a statistic, but, um, to date we've been able to help over 8,300 families. That's incredible. Um, and that represents 60, 60 some countries. Um, and obviously United States is a big part of that. We love, you know, helping here in our own backyard and all over the world, little ones have come home. So, that's just God, you know, going, enlarging my heart to go, okay, like we can, we can make this known, right? And then from there, we've really begun to wrap our arms around families because adoption is glorious and it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, pre and post adoption services, you know, we really help um, try to um, help families be as healthy and as whole as possible. And we also give medical care grants. A lot of children that come home through the miracle of adoption have um, medical needs that fall outside of the normal bounds of insurance and so we kind of help kind of keep going deeper and deeper so they just don't feel so overwhelmed you know once they have stepped into a, a mm. hard situation and so we love what we get to do and get to advocate for um, but that's really out of our own story of having sweet showy and <clears throat> stevie and maria as part of our family so wow yeah how much of your life journey and experience is reflected in your music Oh, all of it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's totally, you can listen to my music through the years and you can sort of track our life. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to read between the lines a little bit, but even sometimes not even very much because you can go back to, you know, particularly our, our journey together. But I mean, I think about, you know, first couple of records, well, I will be here, you know, written out of my mom and dad's divorce, which was one of our first really hard valleys together where we kind of got this bucket of water thrown in our face like wait a minute they were supposed to be married forever they were like you know loved jesus loved each other it was like they counseled other people and we just kind of thought well they will just do a lot like they've done it and like her parents you know they here we're going to pick the good and things that we see in them and then suddenly my mom and dad divorce and and it's a real you know eye opener it's our first time we kind of went to a counselor because we thought wait a minute maybe just saying oh divorce is not even a word in our vocabulary because that's Mm -hmm. what my parents said forever then suddenly they were, so we thought, well, maybe that's not enough just to say the right words and sort of be in denial. We need help. We need to, you know, work on some of these things. And and I wrote the song, I Will Be Here, really out of that. And you hear me in there. When you feel like you, you know, when you feel like being quiet, when you need to speak your mind, <laughs> I'm going to try to listen because right out of the gate, it was like, you know, the first you know, the whole that knows me knows yeah. that line is like, yeah, yeah, they so know sometimes like, oh. it's going to be really quiet yeah. when you want to talk because you can't let the sun go down on your anger. That's what the Bible says. We have to do what the Bible and says. I'm, that I'm was asleep. me, <laughs> me, foolish me. And she would fall asleep. And so there would be a hole in the drywall on my side of the bed <laughs> the next morning where I put my fist through the hole because I was so frustrated. Uh, and, I have to fix this. We have to fix it right now. <sighs> you know. Bad, bad idea. And um, <laughs> we and sound very similar. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. We like, were we on it. Now yes. we have to fix we were, it. It's broken. Fix it. And he'll yeah. go straight to sleep. I'm yeah. Like, no. Uh, no. We were on it. We were on a trip once, yeah. and um, we were with some really good friends of ours. And Steve and I got super sideways. So stupid too. It, here's the crazy thing: you get mad at each other, and then you go, "What were we mad about? Crazy. Like, yeah. That was going to end our marriage, and yeah. we can't even remember what we yeah. were mad yeah. about." No, anyways, I got we got so sideways, and um, 
and our friends knew it. They know us better than than anybody. And so the next morning, um, they were like, "Hey, is it everything? You know, everything good?" And I go, "Yeah, I took it. I took a five milligram Ambien, and in the middle of his best point, it was morning." <laughs> <laughs> I go, "I'm good." She's <laughs> all good, and I'm still over there going. Okay, to pick up where we left off. <laughs> yes, I'm the same. No. Steam coming out his ears. Uh, I'm like, I wake okay. up the next morning. I'm like, we yeah. have to fix this yes. now. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yes. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my no. goodness. And I, yeah. I'm sorry for that because it's mm. probably not the best. No. You know, I hey, don't know. You know what? It's, there's yeah, lots oh, on both guys. ends of that because I have to stop. You know, I'm still trying to learn to not be the fixer that I was never really supposed to be in the first place. Um, a lot of things just stay broken, and you just, that's where love bears all things. Listen to what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen to what they're saying. Yeah, listen to what they're saying. Yeah, we're yeah. going gonna to leave you guys now to yeah. discuss. Yeah. Um, but no, but, but the music, I mean, I, I use that one point, but I mean, you go through and you hear it in so many of the songs, especially our songs specifically about you. But I mean, Cinderella is a song a lot of people know and written, you know, for our two little girls, youngest daughters, when... One of those nights I'm tired and worn out and they want to dance and want to go to the, you know, and I'm like, it's not tonight. We're getting your pajamas and you're going to bed because I still got work to do and it's mm -hmm. late and you need to go to sleep. And I'm irritated and tired and grumpy and put them in their pajamas. And then I sit down and go, oh, crap, I just mm -hmm. missed a moment. You know, I I'm had a moment cry there. right now. You know, I need <sighs> to write us. And so I wrote the song Cinderella that night just to say, all right, don't miss the moment. So absolutely, my mm -hmm. life, our life is very reflected, I in think, in, yeah. in my music over the years. All right, true story. So Sean and I went to Mexico this weekend for a mission trip. We're on our way back. We're in the San Diego airport. Yep. And I pull out my travel pack athletic greens. Yes. <laughs> and my other powders that yes. I have there. And uh, the guy next to me punches my arm. He's yep. like, dude, I brought my athletic greens as well. Didn't know this guy. And then he goes on to say how it's like changed his life. Literally. How it's the only supplement he takes anymore. How he used to take all of these supplements and he got rid of them. It was truly like, a, it was just like a pinching moment. It was, it was like, like, yeah, we've been trying to tell you guys. I was I was interacting with this guy and I was like, I'm going to be talking about this. And our next time we talk about Athletic Greens. Yes. So. If you guys don't know about Athletic Greens, AG1 with one scoop of the greens powder, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens for the day. It truly has become a part of my morning routine. I almost can't go to day, day without it. It's like something about the taste, the way it makes you feel. Yeah. I it, have to have it. It helps support mental clarity, alertness, digestion, sleep, truly like the brain fog, all of it. It is an awesome, all-encompassing vitamin that you should take every day. It helps your brain health, your gut health, your muscles, your immune system, the whole thing. It's great. So if you want to try it out, Athletic Greens is going to make it easy. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, random guy in the airport, for that story. <laughs> your newest album. Yes. Still. Yes. What big, impactful, or milestone or phase of life is reflected there? Well, I mean, well, we're still here. here. Yes, the very, the very word <laughs> still alive. for me we're is kind here. of like, the, you know, so important. That word 
I think maybe because of the point in life that we are at, you know, I'm getting ready to turn 60. She, several years behind me, I'll say, did I do good? <laughs> so many years so behind me. Not too me, far behind. Not that far behind. But, um, and I could talk and I won't in this interview, but about she walked through with me and saw me wrestling with even, do I need to, should I make another recording? Do people care? Does anybody want to hear new music from the, the old guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, do, I do, I do. Yeah. And, and, and okay. a lot of wrestling with that because, you know, you, you get to that point and creatively and, you know, where, Everybody is like, man, you know, your song, The Great Adventure, your song. Gosh, there's never going to be another record like Mm. Fill in the Blank, Speechless. That was your ultimate, that was the pinnacle of your music to me. And it's a compliment, (laughs) but what they basically said is, so you don't don't need to really bother doing anything else because that's all I really care about, you know? It's like when we went to see Little River Band. Oh, yeah. Little River Band. I I love it, yeah. It's so true. We went a few weeks ago, and, you know, where did we go? We went to hear the hits right yeah so we're yeah. there and sure enough the, the the lead singer goes okay we're gonna play a new one for you y'all go to the bathroom now he said <laughs> yeah he said it's, a, it's a funny thing i've learned over the years that new songs make people have, have to, to go pee, pee. Uh-huh. he's like he's like it, i don't know why it is and then his next what was really funny and i thought was perfect he said now this song made people have to pee in 1978 and they played reminiscing which wow. is one of their yeah. classic songs and and i was like yeah that's true you get me you see me um yeah. but you know that that struggle that so many people you know artistically you have to kind of work through but I finally came to the place of going you know there's some things after living through a global pandemic there are some things 14 years after you know we lost our daughter mm-hmm. um, and the journey that that's been um, that I have a perspective mm-hmm. on life and we have a perspective now that I couldn't have written these songs wouldn't have written them you know, five, 10, 20 years ago. These are things that I can only say now. And so that I finally decided that seems important enough for me to write these songs and to say these things. And so that word still kind of captured so much of that. I, you know, I still feel like I'm still compelled to write and sing songs that I hope will encourage people. I still believe God is faithful and good. I still love my wife, you know, um, we're still on the journey together. Um, and I still want to sing about it, you know? And so really encouraging people to not lose heart, which is the song on the record. Yeah, exactly. Really. I think is the message. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, that you've been wanting to let people. Yeah. How do we not, we've lost so much in this season of life Mm -hmm. for everybody globally, you know, loss of jobs and income and security. I mean, I, this morning, I told Mary Beth, I flashed up on my phone, the stock market. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, look, down, don't look. It's Mayday, Mayday. I know. Seriously. I know. And it's like, and loss of life, loss of friends, loss of family members. Mary Beth lost her brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, um, her sister's husband um, a year ago, a little over a year ago uh, from brain uh, cancer. And uh, my keyboard player for many years that passed away from covid um, at, at my age. And it's just, so loss has affected all of us and, you know, on so many levels. And so, yeah, how do we, with all of that, how have we, by God's grace, not lost heart, you know, cause we lose everything. But if you cannot lose hope in the midst of that, what's that going to look like? And, um, and that's so a lot of these songs have just kind of been our journey 
you know, together of how do you not lose heart in, in the midst of crazy times that we're in and still, in fact, believe not just, hey, we're just going to hang on and barely survive, but thrive and actually believe there is hope and there's a reason to, you know, to really be hopeful. Uh, and, and what does that look like? So, yeah, that's felt like worth you know, writing some songs about, and then I got really excited and started writing more songs, and then I had too many songs, and then I figured out, okay, how many songs can I actually put on this record and record? And so I recorded about 17 songs, got yeah, to record with my record. sons, uh, my boys who are in my, my favorite rock band in the world, Colony House, shout out, um, check out their music. But whoop, whoop. Uh, Colony House uh, guys, uh, Caleb and Will, my boys came and actually helped me produce and even write some of these songs, and um that was super cool as well. So, yeah, I'm very excited about it. We are too. It is amazing. I think your ability to speak about where you are in life so honestly and capture it in such a beautiful way is like truly a God-given gift where it's like, man, that's – it's like listening to your songs about Cinderella has made me a better dad. It's like I there's something oh, just amazing wow. about that process. Yeah. And so I'm excited about this album – where it's like there's going to be so much wisdom, you know, in it. And uh, I, I just can't wait. And thank you uh, for it. And thank you yeah. for, you know, putting up with it. I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot. Right. Yes. Um, but I'm curious. So you've had 49 number ones. Is that right? Yeah. Well, let's make yeah. it. Let's make it uh, 56 after, or sorry, 66 <laughs> yeah. after the 17. After this. Okay. Yeah, all, all right. Yeah. All yeah. All oh, did you hear yeah. that, Alex? All yeah. 17 yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's really sweating. Yeah, he was like, well, if just... we can get to 50, they're going to be really happy. So 50, what? Uh, that would be, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, man. But it is like, so it's, it, it's interesting um, to look at ambition through a Christian lens. I'm curious mm. your, yeah. your take on that because like, it is fine line sometimes. Where it's Absolutely. Like, it's a big old fine wow. line. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it, it, for both of us, we live it because Mary Beth is board chair and uh, really I'm co-founder. But, I mean, a show hope that you ask about is is her, you know, her baby. And, and she, there is, I'm married to a very ambitious woman as well. I mean, it's like, if we're going to do this, mm -hmm. let's do it with excellence. Let's do it the best, you know. let's. And when we hear things and people, even when our daughter goes to, Washington Capitol Hill and to meet on adoption issues and orphan advocacy. And they say, Oh, show hope. And you guys are like the gold standard. I mean, we, you have so much, you know, respect and cause we see you do it well and with excellence. And it's kind of like, yes, that's, you know, we, it's so encouraging to hear. And that doesn't just happen. I mean, you know that you guys both, you know, incredible athletes and have been at yeah. the top of your game a four inch piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, and it's because you have pursued excellence. Yes. And yet there is such a fine line of this does not define me. And yet mm -hmm. this sort of defines me, you know, yeah. and doing this well and being the best and being at the top of that. And, and, and how do you, how do you handle all of that? And that is one of the great, I was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, oh, it was a young country guy who's just blowing up, you know, his music's just crushing. And he's just like, how do you keep from, you know, this defining you and, and taking the glory for yourself when you know you, all this is a gift from God, and yet people are, you know, want yeah. to grab your, you know, grab your shoes and touch you, and you touch their hand, and it's kind of like I'm going, man, they did this to Jesus, and this is really weird. Yeah. And um, and I was, we were talking about that very same thing, and and I remember my pastor, dear friend, and 
our walked through life with us and baptized our babies and buried one of them uh, with us and Scotty Smith. Um, and I walked around an award show years ago, literally with tears in my eyes going, I don't know what to do with all of this. I want this. I want to succeed. I want to win every award I can possibly win because that means I've done excellently what God gifted me to do. And yet, you know, I'm here singing about Jesus who scripture says he made of himself no reputation. And yet this whole thing's built on brand and reputation and, mm-hmm. and all of that. It's like, I we're, we were not designed to do this. Right. And wow. yet, and how do we, you know, how do we do, how do we do it? Do we just throw the baby out with the bathwater and mm-hmm. say, well, because it's so hard and you can't reconcile it. Maybe it's all wrong. Maybe it shouldn't even be doing this. And yet then I hear the stories of people saying, man, your music encouraged yeah. me in my faith mm-hmm. and helped me be a better dad because I heard your song, Cinderella, you know, whatever. And, and he said, the best thing I can tell you is the day you stop struggling with that and wrestling with that question will be the day that I'll probably pull you aside and go, Hey brother, I think it's time to pack it in and go home. Mm -hmm. You're going to struggle with it and just wrestle with it redemptively, you know, and you're going to walk with a limp, you know, if you struggle and battle with it, but, but that's just going to be part of the, the process, you know, and you're going to look at Paul who, you know, in scripture who says, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. It's okay. You know, if they follow you, if they look at you, if they're, if they're going to put you on a pedestal of some sort, or if you're going to pursue excellence, just do that ultimately for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And you're not always going to do it right. And you're not always going to do it. So be quick to repent, be quick to Mm. stay humble. And that's where God, you know, gave me the most amazing, you know, partner for this journey, the best humbler (laughs) in all the world, because how many times would I come home? No, it was, but I, it, God knows I needed it. Dream crusher. Dream crusher. (laughs) When I walk home from, you know, just having, you know, had whatever thousands of, you know, people cheering for your music and, you know, wherever it was. And I remember I'd come home and she'd say, that's all great. I know they loved you in Des Moines last night, but today I just need you to take out the trash and change a diaper and just be, you know, be the guy, you know, I need you to be. And I'm very, very grateful and thankful for that because that's been an important part of the journey, you know. It's, I think we spoke about the chariots of fire quote at breakfast where you run because you feel the glory of God, which is amazing. I think they're like, that hits me and it gets me so excited and inspired to like find that thing. Right. Yeah. But also when you have 49 number ones, you run because sometimes you feel the glory of man, you know, like, wow, this is like 49 number one. So like just making, I guess making sure you don't lose that first part of like, no, 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 this is like the, this is the purpose is because God has given me this gift that I need to steward. Well, it's like, dang, yeah. how do you not lose that in the noise of everything else? But yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think especially too, with, I think when like the four of us sitting here, super competitive, right? Who's not competitive sitting, you know, I mean, I don't want to lose at checkers. I don't want to trust me. I don't. This yeah, may be I, the most competitive of the four yes, of us. Like, yeah. I don't play games <laughs> don't, with my grandchildren. She doesn't have any gold medals or anything, but she win has. Candyland. If they win, they win. But I'm not going to, like, oh, you're a noble, noble yeah. one. Like, no, they're going to learn, yeah. you know. So I'm, I'm competitive with, you know. But I think that when you have that personality, you're driven, you're, you're competitive, you're in whatever it is you're doing. If you 
don't lose sight of, you know, wanting to um, feel God's pleasure in what he's gifted you to do. But that is really, really hard because I'm like, I'm his wife. I'm like 49 straight up. I want 50. I'm going to say it. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't want 50 number one? I'm going on record. Like 50, that sounds better than 49. But it's just like, what do you, what do you, how do you do? And then how do you just give that back to the Lord to go, um, you know, it's all yours at the end of the day. Can't take any of it with us. So yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Well, truly, I, I think this is one of my favorite interviews we've ever done the amount of wisdom you guys have is really inspiring and just reassures hopefully everybody listening that marriage is cool and still worth it yeah. um i feel like it gets too much of a bad rap these it days it does doesn't it and yes. it's awesome yeah but yes. truly thank you and your new album still yes everyone's so excited for it. it'll it'll turn to number 50 yeah. with this one thank you it yes. will. All right. <laughs> yes. Spoken yeah. by yes. real SJ. Yes, the real, yeah. real SJ. <laughs> no, no, I won't. So I, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm number two SJ. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh. But you guys, truly, thank you. It's been truly an honor to have you guys. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. And for those listening that want to learn more about Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth, we'll link information on them down below, as well as the information on how you can go check out Stephen Curtis Chapman's newest album called Still out this fall congratulations thank you thanks brother. for the time guys thank you guys thanks for yes. what you're doing yes it's good oh, thank you good stuff all right real quick for all of those listening out there we don't ask for a lot of favors i don't think babe do we no but we're gonna ask you a favor today all right if you're listening to couple things podcasts on apple Podcasts specifically will you please do us this short quick favor we want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.